Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Murray. What up, dog? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Like, uh, 
I went from there to St. Louis after a few years. I went to St. Louis, and uh, that's where I learned to be an artist. At like I was a rapper in Tennessee, and that was cool. But I was more of like a producer and promoter at first. And yeah. when I went to St. Louis, that just I'm, I was put around some fucking monster artists, man. Like these cats are killing it. And so it was kind of like I, I linked up with a few of them. They was all cool, and that's what it, that's what I felt like this whole this whole underground family vibe out of St. Louis for a while, you know what I mean? And it helped me develop myself as an artist, see some other things that I wasn't seeing in Tennessee. Cause we didn't have no teachers in Tennessee, really, if you know what I mean? Like, and you're just in your neighborhood, but in St. Louis, they're everywhere, you know? So now I live in Kansas where I just kind of rest my head. I don't, I don't compete with none of these other artists around here. Um, I rest my head here. My my kids live here, but I don't worry about what Kansas is doing. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, I'm not yeah. actually trying to get on these shows. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like trying to like rest my head here, be low key, and I'm I'm a touring person, man. I like to leave. You know, that's my go thing. different areas, expand the brand, basically. Yeah, you know, like roll back through to those spots every three four months, you know, and just kind of be on the road for a month to two months at a time, just kind of killing it every night. You know what I mean? That's what I like about music. A lot of people like the writing and in the studio thing, but I like fucking fight music type shit. Like, I, I like hard music, you know? So for me, like, man, to me, I look at, it's got to be, it's got to be the live show. You know what I mean? Like, the albums can be, can be what they are, but the live show is what determines nowadays what a lot of people if they even going to go look at your album now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so saturated that I want to see you first now. Whereas if you think about back in the early 2000s and in the 90s, we could sell our CDs anywhere. And just the fact we had some press-up would be stamped enough for people to just buy it from you without even listening to you. You know what I mean? And you can't do that no more, you, you know? So. <laughs> no, Absolutely. Hundred um, percent, you know, and and this COVID stuff hit. Um, did you have the album done? You know, what I'm saying before the COVID hit, and did it did it kind of like put things off, or or um, did you want to wait a little bit until things open up again? Okay, so right the month the month that COVID hit, I got in a car wreck, and Ooh. yeah, coming coming back home from doing some shows and, and getting some, some working equipment, you know, some, some print presses and stuff, uh, middle of the night, got in an accident. And, um, I, I was the only one who didn't really have a serious injury, I guess you'd say. Like I, I hit my head pretty good. And then I, I broke my arm and, and shit, but a couple of my friends died and one of my friends fractured his back. So I kind of got the, I was the lucky one. And I wasn't going to do no music anymore. Like, I was kind of just done at that point. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so COVID, when COVID hit, I just, COVID was not bad to beast mode. I ain't going to lie. COVID was pretty decent to me. You know what I mean? Uh, It allowed me to just kind of do my thing without people around me. And then I could step out to do what I wanted to do. And and so it gave me a year to, to prep what I wanted for the album. And this time I put myself on a schedule. So when I, when I went into the studio, I paid for my, I paid for 30 hours of studio time at once. So, you know, like that's what it is. $20 an hour, you know what I'm saying? Boom, there you go. So I paid, I paid 30, 30 hours. And I knew, I, I knew I could get it done in 10, even with my features, but I wanted some real production and, and things like that. And, and mixing and mastering, you know, I, want, I wanted those things really down, and I wanted the same person to do every song. You know what I mean? Nah. I know this DJ who runs a dope-ass studio in Colorado Springs, and I was like, Macado right there, Macadic Studios is where I want to record my album. And uh, I, I personally feel like he did a dope-ass job and I am I am 100% satisfied with what I did at Mac Attic Studios. You know what I'm saying? And I'm 100% satisfied with what he did as a 
Dude, he played the engineer, the producer. You know, he's a DJ, so he's putting that, uh, he calls it the sauce, you know what I'm saying? He puts that on there. And uh, that started just, man, right there. I was like, man, that's that. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And kept hyping and building. And when I got done, I had a, a project I was I was really proud of doing, you know. It took me a long yeah, time to get that. It took me a long time to get was, to that. That's a <laughs> I was just going to say real quick, it's uh, you don't have to skip or fast forward nothing. Just press play and let this shit go. It's that type of album. Um, you know what I'm saying? There's no tracks you got to skip, and and I've noticed too. Before we go to the first song, um, you know, the, there's a, a variety of styles on here. It's not you know what I'm saying just one thing. You're versatile with it. You know, some songs might be a little more or less hardcore than the other, but it's a fucking hard album, man. Let's give them um, let's give them a taste of it. Why don't sure. we give them get up the remix? Oh, this yeah, one this is, is a, a monster. Tell them about this. Man, this is uh <laughs> we had we we had this this CD CD uh, six song for a minute. Lethal did and he turned it over to me. And then after a minute, I, I had this this homeboy that was like, I want to be on that song so bad that I got this eighty dollar an hour studio, and I'll I'll. I will pay the studio time. You let me. You let me get 16 on there, and I, you know, saying I knew he was a good, a good artist, you know. But the way he, got, I was like, all right, man, I, let's see what's up. And I, I completed that song, and in it, I was like, man, if you listen to the first three verses, they're all, they're all eight bars. And now me and me and this other dude, we're gonna finish another, another two 16s, and I got half of one of those other ones. You know what I mean? So we decided to cut back and forth, eight bars, boom. And just kind of just yeah. even at the end of the just me and him going back and forth, but not back and forth at each other, just you know what I mean, switching spots. You know, that was a really yeah. fun one when I actually in there to do it. You know, so Sirius Mac, C to Six, Beast Mode, Lethal, you know, and that's a C to Six beat by the way. That's that's an authentic, you know what I'm saying, Loka done it beat that that is you know what I'm saying bumping back there. So those guys are super talented, man. We were the uh, Second interview they ever did, man. Shout out to C to Six Local, done a little information. Mm-hmm. And this is a monster track. We're gonna be right back with Beast Mode. Don't go nowhere. Make sure to get the album. Access of audio available right now. Don't fuck around. <laughs> Get cold, through his foes, like the mafia 
flying way up in the sky. Like the souls of the life that we take in it. Let's tell your mama's cry. Man, anyone can get it. Surprise! Rip off and spinning like a fidget right in front of your eyes. Yo, it's run for it's run when my crooked buff buff. If you flashy, fuck your gun. Still getting stuck up when that talking begun is when you get it bumped up. Now I'm poked out on that green, but coke got me bumped up. Watch out. Get it committed for digital pride. Gotta be honest, you want it. Do it again, you got it. Early to the show, never late to get that dough. Midnight performance, herbal exercise, distressing. meeting session, confident, not reckless. Dominant protection. These haters, man, but they ain't never stepping. They, they don't believe me. I'm humble when they see me. My energy so extreme, I see me ready to eat. Real talk, 
I kind of have free reign to do what I want. You know what I mean? Like, I can I can literally write an album about whatever I want, and I don't have to worry about Lisa being like, you know, Vidio just can't put that out. You know what I mean? Because, like, he does red eggs and ham, so he's not going to worry about what I'm putting out. I can be as, as hardcore as I want, you know what I'm saying? So I, I look at him like, man, he's putting, he's putting these albums over here out. He's not worried about what I say. Um, yeah. What what's crazy was um, I used to I used to go back with a lot of the video the present video um, and Tennessee Butchers crews before it was really uh, collective. Antidote always been there on on uh, video, you know, saying the whole time. But uh, other than than you Antidote, like everybody going later, uh, they, we all kind of did shows together back in the day. And for a while, man, they all. They all didn't really like me too much. You know what I mean? Like, it was some just, you know, beginner rookie rapper beefs going on. You know what I mean? And it got to a point, like, when I left the city, the one person who never left my social media was Lisa. You know what I'm saying? So, one day, I really, I needed some help. You know what I'm saying? I needed, I needed to do the best tour that I could do. With the with the most uh, merch that I could get, and I knew that in order for me to really get that, I was gonna have to rep somebody. And I was down in Tennessee, and I just called the man. I was like, "Man, I know most of the artists don't really like me on video, but I really want to do some work. And if you hear me out, you know what I'm saying, like, let me know." We sat down, and you know what I'm saying. I was just that thrown in the mix person, and I was really quiet for a little bit. Like I made I made the Doom video. But I was quiet for a little bit after that. And then when I started working on this project, I was like, man, I got like all this momentum. You know what I mean? And been I've been on the road almost all summer now. You know what I'm saying? I've got like two weeks left. And uh, yeah, I'm back home. Then I go back out again in October for another probably six weeks. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm glad that I've got this project to, to have out there with me. You know what I mean? Like... I'm proud of that, you know, so working with Lipa, though, made it where I got resources that I didn't, I wouldn't necessarily have had, you know what I mean, thrown in the mix. Uh, I would have never known of D-Tag, honestly, you know, and uh, hell, that, that man, that man, he made three of the beats, or, or he made two of the beats and featured on another beat, you know what I mean, so. That's a third of my album with D tag on it right there. You know what I mean? That's because Lipa hit this link right here. All right, let me go check it out. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. I'll tell you what. You know, uh, I've known Lisa for many years. That guy's always been good dude to me. Um, if you if you heard the Fuck the Lame Stream project we did a couple years ago, it's a, it was a double album. D tag produced the whole fucking thing. Everything. Lisa was on there. Um, as well, he was on a couple joints, uh, but but uh, D Tag produced the whole fucking thing. You know, turn me on to D Tag, Gangster Nip, the South Park Psycho. He's the one that right. uh, found uh, or started working with D Tag. Uh, but D Tag, man, he's got like a 20 year history himself over there in uh, you know the Netherlands. Um, he could play the guitar. I mean, the, the guy's a fucking musician, man. Um, right. What's like working with him? Um, well, I I didn't get to work with him personally. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as going through his beat catalog and searching through some of these other ones, he had a flavor that I hadn't uh, that I kind of been like wanting to hear again. You know what I mean? Like he's got a yeah. whole lot of uh, like. West Coast sounds, you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of dirty South sounds. He's got a little bit of, uh, a little bit of horrorcore stuff in there, you know what I mean? Like, like, but he doesn't, he doesn't oversaturate with like one, I guess, subgenre of it. I guess you know what I mean. He doesn't focus on like yeah. one subgenre. He just boom. Today I'm, a, no. I'm a West Coast well, guy. He, uh, Today I'm. <laughs> puts himself in a different category. I'm sorry. Say that again. Uh, he doesn't limit himself to one thing. He's in a whole different category. He's like a, uh, like I said, he's a musician, you know. So he's right. he's coming with all kinds of different styles and and uh, blending them very good. 
uh, real, real talk, I was going to his page to look for uh, like metal beats, heavy metal hip hop beats, right? That was my focus. When I when I when I did the beats for the album, my focus was not what they are. They are they were uh, ten rap metal beats plus get up and um, and doom. All right. And as I went to D Tag's page, and I was like, "Damn, ooh, that's just as nasty, right there." Like, man, you know, what I'm saying every every beat, I was just like, "All right, I can't just click all of them." You know what I mean? Like, I, what I did was uh, I started writing them down next to me on a on a sheet of paper, and I, I narrowed it down. And I was like, if I could choose four, what would they be? You know what I mean? Like, I just I did this narrow down on his on his whole catalog that he had, and I was just like, man. I need more like this. And so I needed to step out and that's where Diamond Style Productions came into play. I'm like, damn, Diamond Style been around forever. I forgot about them. And then I went and chill, you know, uh listened to a couple of them, uh, grabbed I think uh two two from them on there, you know. And like right then and there kind of made me feel kinda taking it back a little bit. When I grabbed those Diamond Style beats, I was like Ooh, I could take it. I could take it ten years back real quick on on the vibe of things. You know what I mean? And uh, everything is kind of mixed in. Just every time I was doing something, it just started to mix in, and I got this feel out of it. Like this is, I'm ready. You know what I mean? This is what I want right here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the album's very well rounded. I didn't find anything weak on it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a it's a pretty good representation of uh, you and what you're doing, man, and I, I look forward to uh, more. Um, is there going to be anything else from you in the future? Are you going to do something maybe with the Tennessee Butchers, or what's after uh, Axis of Audio? Uh, uh, there was a joke made the other day about me and Lisa making a Bicepticons album. Um, we joked about that, but, you know, sometimes that that's what it is, so... Um, that might be in the near future, uh, as far as uh, as myself. Uh, you'll find me featured around on a couple of uh, a couple of my people's albums that are going to be coming out here soon. Um, I'm on tour with my homeboy Joka, J O L K A, and uh, he's he's been using the the studios and in all the venues like every night that we've been touring. So he's writing all these songs, and then he brings it home and he works on it in our studio. And uh, so I'll be featuring on a couple of his things, and um, not not sure who else I'm doing features with at the moment, but uh, I know for sure his album will, will have at least one or two for me. Um, Letha, like I said, Bicepticons possibly. I don't really like to transition into going into a new album right away. I like it kind of rock band style, like let that let that sit for a year, maybe two. You know what I mean? rock that, and then in that, maybe write another one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because this is something here that you could promote for a while, like you said, tour on it. Now that the uh, the COVID's kind of winding down a little bit, you know, you're able to do shows. That's got to make you feel good as an artist to get back out there and, and perform in front of the people. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. That is That is literally my favorite part of doing music is I have a job to do every night, no matter how much sleep I didn't get, how much food I didn't eat, um, how much weed I did smoke, or whatever the case is, I got to get out there and do my job, you know what I mean? And uh, I try and do 110% every night, every damn night, you know, one or 1,000, it doesn't matter, you know, always get 100 plus, so. Oh, that, that's know. what it is. And it's, uh, fans appreciate that. You know what I mean? They uh, they know if you're going out there with 15 dudes on stage holding a towel and drinking the water, you know what I'm saying, just walking back and forth, or if you're actually out there making them jump up and down and go insane. Um, what's up? I'm looking at the cover, and uh, I even showed it to my kid. She's a huge fan of Cobra Kai. She's like, that looks like the dude Hawk from Cobra Kai because you got that spike. <laughs> Here, um, you know, up there, man. Was that how long have you been doing that? Uh, man, that 
that started as just a, I was going to try a mohawk back in like 2013 or something. And uh, uh-huh. I'm a punk rocker and a metalhead, so no no blonde hair for me. I'm always dyeing it, and so the red just kind of the red just kind of stuck. I, I, I had no reason why the red stuck. You know what I'm saying? But as I as I started going along the last few years, every goddamn red hair now. You know what I mean? So at the present moment, mine's purple. Cause fuck everybody. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the mohawk thing. I just kind of been doing that, man. I don't want to cut my hair. Um, yeah. Not that I don't know. I don't have like extremely long hair. Just you know what I do have, man. That's the little bit of headbanger hair I got, and I want to rock that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I said, yeah, you got to. If it's humid, if it's humid in your city, it's not going to stand up any damn way. So you know, you just, you know, I got lucky yeah. in that picture because I'm in my house. That picture was actually taken in my house, so I was able to get the mohawk to stand up for like five minutes, take a few pictures. <laughs> Enough to get the album cover, yeah. Yeah, the Lita, uh, he did some graphics, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a with uh, that shit. The original yeah, cover was actually an old-school Nintendo cartridge with with that same picture of me standing there, but in, in like, black and white. And it was cool at first. I was like, man, that's cool. But then after a minute, I'm like, this does not represent what I think I'm going to be trying to prove points to here. You know what I mean? And me and him talked about it. And I was like, he just hit me back one day with like, what about this? And I was like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? And that was just it. Right then and there, that that's that part of the, the whole thing was done. You know? Uh, I, like, I like Lisa for that. He's always like, when he's excited, He's quick with it with you. Quicker than you want yeah. to even be sometimes. Like, damn, I just said, yeah, it's already here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I hit him up uh, for album cover, and, and uh, he sent me something back. I think it was the next morning. And it was, I was like, holy. He sent me like three or four versions of it, too. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit. I mean, this dude has no chill, man. Um, but, uh Let's give him another song. I'm gonna bring on the homie Sim from France, and we'll chop it up uh, with uh, him. But uh, man, there was I. I was so hard to pick, man, because uh, I wanted to get three of them. Um, man, we got the Doom or Ruthless, man. Both of those fuckers are, are killer too, man. Which one do you want to go with first? Man, I, I actually all day long went been wanting to listen to Ruthless. So I, I want to choose Ruthless. Doom, Doom's been out there for a minute. Everybody heard that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to. Ruthless would be the one I'd choose. <laughs> okay, for sure, for sure. We'll close it with Doom, but let's give him Ruthless. Um, you know what I'm saying? We got Beast Mode. Remember this this album. You know what I'm saying? Access audio available uh, right now. Get that shit. Support the music. Where the kitty sit. Stop him in the socks, fuck on him, bit out here, woo, but stop him in the 
standing by those who hold no backbone. Only phony homies that claim they know me but don't. Speaking on me but only see what I show. Limber like long chairs, these bitches are meant to fold. Backstabbing bastards, I know you told. I know you oh, told. Like that Pillow talking to a stalking asshole. So alone in the zone, you can't roam. Can't come back, back, back and bones. I'm from a broken home. Get em. Lost souls, yeah, I'm known to sell dope. How much you Off in your hope for just a little coke. So if you just know how the game gon' go. So when you come around me, pussy boy, you better take it slow. I bring it back for a minute, take it easy. If told you, boy, you don't really wanna see me. Yeah, in that Chevy out the window and I'm leaning. Yeah, yeah I know where you at, boy, yeah, it's too easy. Back episode 820 Murder Master Music Show. We got Beast Mode that was ruthless. Access of audio is the album. Yeah, that's hard shit right there. You know what I'm saying? Got that DOC in the background, ruthless. Um, we got the homie Sin from France. He's on the line right now. Sin, are uh, you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, hi, Scott. Hi, Beast Mode. Yeah, on this song, you can. Hey, yeah. Sin, Sin, you're, you're, you're connected. Can you hear me? You heard me? Yeah, I heard yeah, me. Yeah, we hear, we hear you, brother, but your connection's all uh, messed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on this first song, we can feel the NWA vibe. Uh, can you tell us how NWA have um, maybe an inspiration for this song and on you? He wants to, okay, I'm going to mute you just so he can answer. I'll bring you right back, Sin. He wants to know about the uh, Ruthless song. Tell us how that came about. Okay. That's funny because, okay, so Get Up and Doom, they were already in my back pocket for a few years, right? So when my writing process came around for these these last songs that are on the album, Ruthless was the one that set it off. Like, that was the, that was my first thought beat. That, you know, of, of all the rest of the songs that I had, I was like, I bought that one first, and then that was the first one I wrote to, and that that set my that set my pace in my in my book. You know what I mean? Like it got me where I wanted to be mentally. You know, that one uh, yeah. that was the start of, of kick, kicking myself in the ass. To I, ha- I had myself on a schedule, and so I re- I actually rewrote every song on there like three or four times. Ruth was probably five times. You know what I mean? rewrote my uh my verse for it and everything and just like I wasn't I, I wasn't settling for for anything on on it it's kind of how I felt you know what I mean and uh that's why I opened with the Louis CK line you know what I mean like if you if I get that out of my mouth you know what I'm saying right there at the beginning of all of this if I get that out the rest of the album you don't even have to understand as long as you know what I just said there and know how to take it <laughs> I'm good <laughs> yeah yeah, that shit. That shit's hard, man. That's a that's a D-tag production right there. Um, yes, you know what I'm saying? Let me bring back on Sin. I think he's got another question. Sin, you there, brother? Yeah, there you are. Yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Can you tell us about the song "Take the Power Back" featuring Good Pimps on this album? Oh yeah, "Take the Power Back." That's a dope song too. Yeah. That, that's uh. I, I used to live in St. Louis, and uh, when the Ferguson riots kicked off uh, after the police killed Michael Brown, um, I was out there for about a week of it, overnight, every night, you know, um, had everything going on. And uh, I was out there really, man, St. Louis hip-hop was really what was the real was the real news, I guess, you know, at the end of the day is, is the only way to really put it. Uh all them other news channels was on was on fake bullshit. And so we had to show yeah. everybody what was really happening out there. And so my verse is me being a part of that in Ferguson. And then the Wicked Pimps came in and um, Psychosomatic, 
uh, he has that second verse, and what he's he's playing the guy who comes home from work every day, and he's seeing this on the TV. You know what I mean? I'm the dude in the street. Psychosomatics, the guy on the couch who's getting sick of it because he's a he's a veteran in the from the military, and he's watching it going, man. If I'd have shot anybody overseas, I'd be in prison. You know what I mean? And so that's his whole role right there. By the way, is psychosomatic is a he's a military rapper. Um, so everything that you hear from him is, is real militant. So that's the angle he took. And then Joker, the other wicked pimp, um, he took the third verse as being the police, being the, the racist officer, you know. And um, it, it's crazy that me and him are out here on tour, and we're, we're performing that song every night, you know. And some people just aren't ready, I guess, uh, for, for some of the things you might say. And uh, so, you know, every night I'm like, my friend gets to play a shitty officer right now. You know what I'm saying? You guys are going to hate this, you know. And it's actually one of the best crowd reaction songs we have, you know. And uh, I'm really I'm really glad that, like, okay, so real talk, we're all three of us are juggalos. At the end of the day, we're juggalos, all right? That's our shit. We're, I'm a metalhead, a punk rocker, a skateboarder, a juggalo, all that. But at the end of the day, we didn't write a juggalo song. I don't have one Juggalo song on my album, if you will. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, has nothing, nothing to do with it. But when we were in the studio, we recognized the fact that three Juggalos just did a song that had nothing to do with Juggalo shit. And we were, like, super proud of ourselves. You know what I mean? Not, not like, subconsciously, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's uh, like a big community. You know, um, it's almost like the Freemasons of underground hip-hop. I mean, if you go, like, into a town, you know, you see that Masonic symbol or whatever, then you know there's other Masons there. If you go and see the Hatchet Man somewhere, you know there's some Juggalos (laughs) around somewhere. I mean, it's uh, um, almost like a, a fucking fraternal thing, you know. But right. it's, it's not, you know, fuck the Masons, though, man. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> they're on some crooked shit. No, because on, on the real, man, you know, not to get off subject, you know, if you go look up the Fraternal Order of Police and you look up the Masons, man, it's the same symbolism. The Masons own the police, the largest gang in the world. You know, um, as easy would say, fuck them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, hey. It is what it is. Sin, uh, you got any more questions, brother, before we go? Oh, yeah. Um, when was the first time you, you met the leader? I, I know they come back from a long time. I see them in Murder Dog. And, uh, but you, you reviewed them in the Murder Dog later, I think, Scott, by the day. Yeah, wh- when did you meet Lisa? Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, meeting Lita, I've known Lita kind of just, we we were acquaintances for a very long time. Like, I, when I was a teenager, I bought my second car from Artemis from Video Entertainment and didn't know that he was Artemis at the time, okay? And, but he was my homeboy, but I didn't know he did rap shit because he was a metalhead, all right? So I didn't know he had anything to do with rap. And kind of through the years, I just kind of, like my, my our, our circle of friends always just kind of brought us back together, me and Artemis, and then that's how I met Letha. I've probably known Letha since at least acquaintance-wise since probably like 2000 or so, maybe a little later than that. Yeah. I didn't start working with Letha until about 2015, though. You know what I mean? I I was I was a, a shitty rapper back in the day. Like I was super shitty, and I didn't know that. You know what I mean? I had to go and learn how to be an artist before Letha would even be like, okay, I'll fucking talk to you, you know? <laughs> Not like, like, talk to you, talk to you, just, you know, about business shit, you know what I mean? If he sees you're serious, then he'll have a talk with you if you want, you know what I mean? Like, he felt like I was serious enough to sit down with, and I'm I'm totally, you know, uh, like, appreciative of that shit, like, that. Right there, I, I rep Vidio to the fullest. You'll see me rep Vidio more than I rep Tennessee Butchers, and there's no reason really behind that other than Vidio's been the name I've known the longest. You know what I mean? 
So yeah. it's kind of like you know somebody who's a, a rapper, but you know their first name, but you've known them as their first name for so much longer that you don't call them, you know, you call them Clarence, <laughs> you know what I mean, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man, uh, they've been around for a long time, and uh, you've been down with them for a long time. Is this, uh, like, um, did you have any projects? Like, what was the first project you ever put out? Uh, okay, first project ever put out, uh, well, on the, okay. Uh, I, I used to put together these compilations for the other rappers in the city, trying to get them all to come together. And I think that's where me and the video thing later linked up with these grind time CDs that I was doing. And I just called them the 931, which was just a collective of all these artists, right? Um, those were the first things I was doing, putting together a couple of other rappers' uh, CDs and things like that. But the Beast Mode project was actually a project. It wasn't supposed to be anything more than like, I'm going to try this because this is what I want to hear. And that came from me doing all this work for all these other people who started to become, um, you know, uh, uh, they're, not, they're, not, they're not making their, their deadlines and their appointments and, and shit. Unreliable, that's the word I'm looking for. Sorry, I smoke a hell of a lot of dabs, and I smoke a lot of dabs today. So. <laughs> hey, man, I got this shit right here called, uh, what, what is this stuff, face mints, and then I got this black afghan. That shit's pretty good. But you're doing the dabs. <laughs> Fuck oh, all that. that. I'm too old for that, that shit. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had a few man, some edibles and shit like that, you know, but I'm I'm just like the flower, man. I like that bud, man. I'm just old school like that. But but the dabs. <laughs> yeah, that shit, man. It's hardcore. Um, right. how long have well, you been smoking, man? It was only supposed to be a project, man. It was only supposed to be like one album of me trying to do shit. And it wasn't even called Beast Mode. It wasn't even the Beast Mode project, okay? It wasn't nothing like that. It was just Chad doing his thing, trying to figure something out. You know, that's it. And my homeboy kept yeah. telling me that I'm going Beast Mode. I'm going Beast Mode. I was like, all right, well, now I got a name for it. And I'm not in a hip-hop genre necessarily. I'm trying to rock to these, these, rock, uh, these rock bands and shit. And uh, I just I wasn't finding the sounds that I was wanting, so I settled. I did settle. All right, I settled on beats. Um, a lot of um, like Denmark uh, metal samples from uh, what was that? Not what's that one? The not SoundCloud. There was uh, the one you used to go get beats from before then. Sound something. I don't remember what it is. But uh, got a whole bunch Sound of SoundClick maybe. SoundClick. That's that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I mixed these things together. These little pieces. Uh, and then I got a couple of other little beats, and I just, I made it, it was called the Stereo Assassin. And uh, I actually, like, I actually passed by my mom's house the other day coming home from Peoria, and I stopped in at my mom's, and she actually had one of those CDs, like, hey, you, you left this in, in some boxes years ago. And I was like, no shit. I haven't seen one of those in damn 15 years, you know what I mean? Ten years. <laughs> But the Stereo Assassin was the first project that had like Criminal Minded. That you can get that on Reverb Nation. Still, you can get that whole album for free on Reverb Nation. Uh, Beast Mode Music. You know what I'm saying? That's a. I, I think it's cool. It's not the best sound quality and and all of that shit. But there's some cool jams on there. Uh, Criminal Minded, the baddest. Uh, I'm Ill, no, I'm Ill is not on there. Um, all the Demon Chick, dude. I, I did this song with my homeboy. Uh, Tarzan Medina And uh, man He he just does this crazy witchcraft shit And I just He told me what to say in it And he used this beat He was like we're going to put this on your album And I was like alright He made this weird crazy song called The Demon Chick That shit's so fucking dope But it's like too It's too dark for some people You know what I mean It ain't too dark for you I can already tell You know what I'm saying But you know like Some, some people, people just are like, um <laughs> You know, they can't handle a good old-fashioned Esham or Gangster Nip or Lynch Hung song, you know. Um, they, just, they just can't. They can't. But then again, a lot of those people are the same ones that watch a fucking uh, slasher flick or, you know, no problem. Then they listen to Bushwick rap Chucky and they get freaked out, you know. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's... Uh, 
Man, hella dope for having you on the show, brother. Um, again, people, Thank the you. album, uh, Beast Mode, Axis of Audio, uh, is available everywhere. But before we go to this last song, I want to give you the floor, man. Um, shout out, social media, whatever, man. It's all yours. True that. Uh, well, first of all, thank you. Murder Masters Music Show. Fuck, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just, like, my, my shit just hit the the, the, uh, the platforms, like, a couple of days ago. So, you know what I mean? The fact wow. that it's been a couple of days and, you know what I'm saying, I was, uh, I'm, I'm scheduled here with you. That's fucking awesome, man. You know, and uh, Vidio, Tennessee Butchers, Letha, all day, you know what I mean? Like, that's the, that right there, like, I, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing at, at the level that I am that I feel myself doing it if uh, if it wasn't for Letha and Vidio Entertainment, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Um, but my tour mates, man, I'm out here on tour with these dudes, Joker, M-Dog, Biodiesel, our cameraman, Rue, you know what I'm saying? We, we out here, psychosomatic. We we about to go get into some antics tomorrow morning. We leaving out again. It's five of us in a minivan, and none of us are sane. Uh, all of us are a little <laughs> bit stupid. So we we gonna fuck with everybody else, you know. But yeah, we're yeah. shooting down towards like the Gulf Coast, Florida. You know, all that stuff here for a couple weeks, and just uh, doing what we do you guys and safe on the road, man. Yeah, man, you know, like, shit. That's, uh, that one, that's been, that, that one's been the craziest for me. Like, when we started this whole tour, I drove my car. And then the last night of the tour, in my dope-ass Magnum, I had had a car in 15 years and a license of 15 years. Bought a dope-ass Magnum 22s, and my wife hit a deer in that shit on the last night of the tour. Nobody got hurt, but my car, my poor car, man, like, I was just like, damn. I, and... As soon yeah. as that happened, my music video for Magnum released the next fucking day. So <laughs> I was like, shit, I can't even go rep it around town with my video play it because it's both fucking wrecked. <laughs> yeah, but, damn deer fucking you know, so worthless shout out to, Get out of the way. Yeah, shout out to deer who step out in front of you, you know. Um, man, my, my wife and family for being supportive as they are, for real, for real. Um if I didn't have a support system, a lot of artists don't have a support system. It's hard to get out here and do what we're doing, but I got the support system at home that allows me to do it. You know, on a scheduled basis, I can't just be gone. But, you know, and that's what we all need is somebody like that to be like, go do that shit, baby, you know, or whatever it is, you know. So shout out to yeah. all, the, all the rapper wives out there that are actually cool with what their husbands do and, and encourage it. <laughs> so other than that, man, I just I thank you all for having me on tonight, man. And, uh, I enjoyed discussing the album. There's things that I did want to talk about. I'm glad you played Ruthless. Like I've been, I've been wanting to hear that all day, but I've been so busy that I just haven't turned my phone on to do anything. So I appreciate that. <laughs> oh yeah, man. So. Uh, I mean, like I said, it was hard for me to uh, pick, but you know, though, I, I mean, I could have went with any three. Um, it's a great album. Again, you know, what I'm saying access to, uh, of audio. Please get that. You know, Beast Mode. It's available right now. Um, yeah, let's give him this one here, the Doom man. Um, explain this one as we get out of here, brother. This was literally the first song I did on Vidio. Did it years ago. Released the video for it, and it's always just like I put it on the album, but I put it at the end because uh, the eleventh song is actually just what I call bonus bullshit. So the Doom is the end of the album, but it was the first one written, first one done, and I just used it as a single for a long time. And when I was like doing this whole thing, I'm like. I've got to put Doom somewhere, and I might as well put it on here, you know. But it was kind of my, it was my first video song, so I, I kind of felt like I had to kind of, I had to come a certain kind of way on it, or, or it wasn't going to be good enough, you know what I mean, and shit like that. Um, Mr. Mug actually recorded this one. The only two songs on the whole album that wasn't done at uh, Maca Attic Studios was uh, Get Up and uh, and Doom. Other than that, everything else was done at Maca Attic Studios by Macado and uh so Mr. Mug did this this recording here for me, so still kept it in house video on that first track. <laughs> and shout out to Mr. Mug too. Uh you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Again it was uh, dope having you on the show. Let's do it again in the future. 
Um, and looking forward to some more music, man. You guys be safe. Um, you know what I'm saying? And uh, enjoy them shows you guys are doing. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.